0: Hello, I'm Mark Atkinson from the Prog to Who podcast, and welcome to Doctor Who's Line Is It Anyway, where everything's made up and neither script nor canon matters. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Do, 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 do. I get no down, but I get up again, you and F I... Oh, good God, listeners, what are you doing there? I didn't see you a second. Bloody hell, stop creeping up on me. Stop it. I've warned you before about this. <sighs> Sorry about that. Yes. Anyway, hello, listeners. Welcome back to Doctor Who's line, is it? Anyway, it's another review. It's another review. It's the penultimate review of the series. The first part of the two-part finale. Oh, this is going to be good, isn't it? This is going to be good. This is going to be. Do you think we can keep it short? Do you think there's any chance we can keep it short? Do you think there's any chance that Sue might give some sort of reasonable, rational, possible theory as to what might be happening? <laughs> well, I don't know. There's only one way to find out, isn't there? And that's to go straight over to us to get on with it. So, get on with it. <laughs> Hello listeners, welcome to the latest in our review series of series 12. And things are ramping up a little bit, I think we can safely say. This is Ascension of the Cybermen. There were Cybermen, they have ascended. What did we all think? Let's go to Robin first today.
2: I liked it overall, but there were some plot holes that you could drive a s- giant cyber ship through. Ooh. That I thought I understand why they were done. It just seemed like really obvious setups. Okay. It could have been finessed a little better.
1: Right. We will we will expand on that in the due course of time, uh, Randy. I,
3: I guess I wouldn't say plot holes. There were some bits that I found kind of Confusing. disappointing, like disappointing. the the cyber drones, but. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, overall, I liked it and interesting that they're introducing even more mystery before they start tying things up. Oh,
1: aren't they just uh, Sue? What did you think? Liked it. Were you able to see most of it?
4: Ah, uh, yeah. There were parts that I had to look away, but um, I liked the cyber drones. I thought they were cute. <laughs> at first i kept thinking what the fuck handles is back oh look handles is oh shit that's on handles but liked it
0: okay good and darren yeah i liked it nothing majorly wrong with it per se Uh, a little bit muddled and confused in places but uh yeah overall i thought plenty of action Mm. it sort of moved along okay didn't really answer anything yet just added even more questions which makes me a little worried about this week's coming episode mm-hmm. ah, uh, because there's an awful lot to answer now yes mm-hmm. there is an awful lot to answer there's even more to,
1: as like Sue said there's even more to answer than there was before the episode started <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah o- overall I liked it apart from the cyber drones they can fuck right off (laughs) 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 um,
4: so I'm the only one in the entire universe that found those cyber drones cute
1: I I didn't mind the cyber drones thank you I thought I thought that was an interesting way of doing it I I did think it was possibly a little bit silly that they just looked like the heads of Cybermen Mm -hmm. but the idea of 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 the drones themselves I think was uh, was eminently sensible and um obviously uh, helped you know resolve what what could have been a a long drawn out procedure with the the doctors defenses early early doors but yeah no, i thought it was yet another a very very strong episode with some so much intrigue and so many questions raised and so mm-hmm. i suppose we we'll, we'll start properly at the very beginning with the uh, the pre credit sequence, which was gorgeous, wasn't that mm-hmm. astonishing? Yeah. Um, with mm-hmm. the um, the floating cyberhead, with the narration over the top, that then led into the side of the title sequence coming out of the Cyberman's eye. That was um, that was just just beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not like anything we've really had before. I suppose the closest maybe that you could come to something like that would be the beginning of the Deadly Assassin when you had some narration or Stolen Earth uh, was it Stolen Earth where the
0: uh, yeah, we've read, we read a few stories with narration before but nothing as nothing uh, quite like that no v- nothing as visually clever as that no no
1: that was that was uh, extraordinary um, and obviously setting the scenes for you know the fact that there are um, a lot of uh, Cybermen floating around in space having been having been all but wiped out in this massive war. Yeah. So. Pardon me? That was it, wasn't sorry, it?
0: Sorry, do to, to, to continue.
1: Yeah. Yes. Right, so then the episode starts proper and complete left field turn with uh, what looks like rural Ireland.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: And was anyone else at this point thinking, what on earth is going on? Oh, yeah. Oh yes, whole,
4: pretty much all the way through. When you're like, "What the <laughs> hell?" Huh? Yeah, cute baby. So, oh, what a cute baby! <laughs> yeah. Aww.
1: Yes, uh, it grew up slightly, ginger. slightly ginger, and then, and then mm. it wasn't ginger anymore, which is quite yeah. intriguing. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, Brendan. Now, Brendan was trending for some considerable time
0: <laughs> after the episode mm-hmm. finished. I'm not surprised. Everyone's trying to work out who the Ellie he is.
1: Well, indeed. I mean, there's—I I haven't seen any theories as to as to who or what Brendan is as yet. I do. I came up—I came up with uh, with a thought the other day that literally sent shivers down my spine, which was Jack's message saying that uh, the Alliance sent this thing back through time,
3: mm-hmm. and ah
1: last week when we had the Siberium it looked Mm -hmm. like that's what he was talking about but we've had a baby appear out in the countryside that has been found by these uh, by this this chap who then takes it home and then they end up adopting it Mm
5: -hmm.
1: and the thought has occurred to me that potentially maybe the thing that was sent back through time wasn't the Siberium after all Maybe it was the baby. Could
4: have been, hmm.
1: yeah. And described as this thing, because quite obviously, as Brendan grows up and everything seems to be completely normal, he's uh, you know starts his life as a policeman and what have you, and then we get the clifftop scene,
5: mm-hmm.
1: um, where basically, uh, for those who haven't seen it, <laughs> let's watch the episode first. Why is anybody listening to a review episode when they haven't seen the episode first. I don't understand this. Anyway, yeah, gets shot, falls off the cliff, quite obviously dead at this point, and then we get like a Captain Jack moment, don't we? Where he... Mm -hmm. He does (gasps) the And wakes up without a scratch on him. Mm -hmm. They take him back to the police station or the hospital, and there's a bullet hole in his uniform, but no bullet hole in his body. So... That's where the mystery ramps up because obviously, until this point, we're just wondering what on earth all this is about, and now suddenly, what the heck is going on with this guy?
0: And in that three minutes, he did more police work than Yaz has done in the two series.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Now, you be careful about my Yaz because Yaz was fantastic in this episode. She was good in this
0: one.
4: Yaz had so much to do in this episode, and she was powerful. I mean. She was powerful. If anything, she became the doctor.
1: Yes, but she didn't do any police work, did she? <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: No, but she actually became the
1: doctor. No, she didn't. If you look, yes. If, <laughs> no, she no, did. no. We, we need, we need, we need, to, <laughs> okay. we need to, we need to put a lid on this. So and so becoming the doctor, Clara becoming the doctor, whatever. No, no, nobody else becomes the doctor. They. They do things like the doctor would do. They do not become
4: a doctor. They emulate the doctor. But but they emulate, but she has emulated, or, or she emulated the doctor to the point where that would have been what was said, was, we will do this. We are going to do this. We will do this. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? To the point where she was leading this entire group of people saying we are going to do this, this is how it's going to be, and isn't that right? And then Graham picked up a yes, I think it is. the
0: last two episodes, the Doctor's really become the Doctor as well. She's become... The Doctor has very, mm-hmm. very much become she's the Doctor. She's really yes. got quite feisty and quite angry yes. in yeah. places, and I like yeah. that. I think she's... Yes. She suddenly got her ass in gear.
4: She's cute when she's angry. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
0: yeah, big Oh, story. she
1: can kick big some story. booty. Jodie Whittaker must be absolutely loving this because it's given us so much more to do and so much more mm-hmm. so many more facets to the character that she'd been playing which had just been, I'd, I'd seen I'd, I'd heard her described as a children's TV presenter.
0: Yeah, she's done more in the last um, two episodes than she's done in two seasons I would say
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, it's been been—it's been ramping up through the series yeah. hasn't it basically um, I mean that lovely moment where um, they're they're there on the battlefield, and the Cybermen are coming. And she basically tells all the companions to go. I, you know, I've been I've mm-hmm. been reckless with you. If they find you, they will convert you. Now go. I will hold them. I will hold them off. Um, you know, really no nonsense mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. at which you can you can en- envisage like Tom Baker doing or John Pertwee doing. Yeah yeah definitely yeah doing exactly that just i'm not taking no for an no for an answer here you know you're you're doing what i say because there is no other alternative get yourself out and a great way of splitting them up as well mm-hmm. i think this mm-hmm. time with them yeah, running yeah. away and then and then obviously ryan hesitating and then having to sort of double back on himself because of needing to find cover um, and therefore splitting splitting the uh the, the group up into two lots of two. I thought that was a that was a great way of doing mm-hmm. that.
2: No, yeah, right. that was one of the things that I was getting to when I was saying about an obvious setup. I mean I it's like, yep, check off that box. I I saw that one coming. But one of the big ones was when he meets back up with the doctor and they're like, we have to steal this ship. There's some things that you do after you steal an enemy ship that they violated like all of the rules of sci-fi video gaming and so on. The first thing you do is you destroy the other ship.
0: That's logical. Yeah, you know what I mean. That makes sense.
2: You, you, there's some logic. There's, yeah, I get. You can't get back to the TARDIS. That's okay. We're like, well, we're gonna we're gonna like separate the Doctor from the TARDIS again, and we've seen that plot device again. But why don't you disable the other ship? You've got weapons. You've got missiles. It's sitting right there unattended blow it to smithereens and then go after. So I was just like to me that just was a missed opportunity. The Doctor missed an opportunity there to, you know, do some damage to an enemy.
0: Do three Cybermen really need two ships between them?
2: (laughs) Well, I guess the drones had, they they did put the drones somewhere. Well, I'm
1: sure ships have cupboards they look pretty big I would imagine that the uh, the one ship was for the lone Cyberman and the other ship was mm. for uh, for the other two that that would be my guess I must have been I haven't really given this whole this whole line of thought much consideration because Oh well,
4: he's lone
1: you know you, yes mean... okay they could have they could have destroyed one of the other ships, but then you would have had to have found some other way of the Cybermen pursuing them. And in the length of episode that we had, you've got to have some allowance for the plot to develop at a, at a pace that will, <laughs> yeah. that will fit the time allowed. And I suppose you could also argue that at that precise moment, um, what they're most concerned with is just getting out of there.
5: Mm.
2: Yeah. Or even um, take the cyber ship and fly that to the TARDIS and abandon the ship at the once you get to the TARDIS. I mean, super yeah. duper time machine that can do everything versus cyber ship with limited capabilities. Hmm, which yeah. ship would I pick? S- uh,
1: super duper time ship time machine that can do anything, but isn't always reliable. Yeah, I mean, con- conveniently reliable when it needs to be, obviously, but also we've had it many times in can you hear me when the doctor's taking Yaz to her meeting you know gets gets her to the meeting but 71 minutes late or whatever it was mm-hmm. and, and you know and that was something that was non-pressured and, and what have you so yeah the fact that that you know you might need to to tr- go and rescue your friends do you really want to rely on something that might or might not get you there, as opposed to a machine that's at least going to stay in the same time zone? Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to uh, to not have the TARDIS available.
0: I, I, think, th- I it, think it's it, quite a good thing it, because it... it
1: gives the doc it gives the doctor a vulnerability. Because she hasn't got the TARDIS to fall yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, it's... if we could only if we could only destroy the Sonic Screwdriver for, for a short while
0: as well, <laughs> that would be even better. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. It's <laughs> another it's another get out, another get out of jail free card like the Sonic Screwdriver. That if you take that away, it adds a little bit more to the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it would be
1: it would be nice, and I know it's been mentioned many times before about the idea of you know having a series uh, or a season. When the doctor is completely separated from the tardis, and we looked like that was what we were going to get at the beginning of the last series, but obviously that only lasted two episodes and then the tardis was back because ultimately that gives you the opportunity of going anywhere at any time, whereas if you don't have the tardis you know unless you 've got like a vortex manipulator or something like that, then you're not really going anywhere um, but yeah it would be it would be really nice to have a um a series of of episodes where the Doctor is trying to get the Tardis back, and unable to use, you know, all the the technology and the defences involved in having the machine and yeah, and the escape routes that that. I mean, involved.
0: while he while he wasn't specifically without it uh, per se, he, he was without the use of it. Um, it worked very well in the Pertwee era, so well, yeah, exactly, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And obviously, all the the stories were set, you know, on Earth, or the vast majority of them were set on Earth at that at that yeah. time. And the Tardis wasn't wasn't really used for anything really outside of the, the plot device in Inferno to get to the parallel universe and the three Doctors, really. Yeah. Apart from when the, the Time Lords sent him on missions, so yeah, the, you know, it's possible to get a, get away a, a, a without the Tardis. And it would be nice to have that, just that level of vulnerability again
0: for the doctor. And it's certainly possible to manage without that bloody sonic screwdriver. The the fifth doctor managed it, the sixth doctor and the seventh doctor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They all manage very well. Yeah. I mean, I I do think that
1: it's great. The sonic screwdriver is a brilliant, brilliant device and a brilliant construction that the 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 show has brought about but it has unfortunately turned from something that is quite useful for opening opening uh, doors yeah. uh, and and unscrewing things into something
0: that will you know can do anything and yeah it's, it's basically a magic wand now it's it's
2: Harry harry potter's yeah. magic I was just going to say harry potter's magic wand yeah.
1: yeah and the problem with it is now of course that It's become such an integral part of the show's history Mm
2: -hmm. that you
1: can't really remove it now because there would be an outcry Um, and all the merchandisers would go haywire because, (laughs) oh no, (laughs) (laughs) we haven't
0: got a current version of the thing to sell. They did it with the fifth Doctor, they removed his. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, they did, they did, but... And you you could argue that it's become so much more now. I think back then,
0: oh yeah, it, it was, was a convenient
1: little. It was it was a part of the show's history. Yeah, but now it's one of the icons of the show. Yeah, it'd be like removing the tardis now. Yeah, yeah, which mm-hmm. you know you couldn't do. You couldn't you couldn't change the shape of the tardis. I mean, you could, but it wouldn't be a sensible move because it it's such an iconic image. Yeah. You know that relates to the relates to the show. People yeah. see, people see the the, the, the the few remaining police boxes that are scattered around the country, and most people will just say, "Oh, look, it's the Tardis," not, "Oh, look, mm. it happens to be a police yeah. box." There's still one going. They they actually think of it as the Tardis. But anyway, we are digressing very slightly, very 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 slightly. Let's wrap up the first. Plotline before we move into the second one. Then I think the whole thing with Brendan, we've had him recover, or, or seem to be uninjured from being shot and falling off of a cliff. As time goes on, we 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 only we only flip back a couple of times through the through the story to see him again, but obviously his life is continuing. He spends obviously many years in the police force until eventually he retires and th- at this point the plot thickens still further because any thought that you know that we could be in a like a captain jack scenario i think is is removed by the fact that he's clearly got older but no one mm-hmm. else has um but, but well not no one else but when he uh, when he leaves the the police station he immediately sees his father and his 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 sergeant
0: neither of whom have got older But through his growing up as well, his father and mother, neither of those age. Mm. I think potentially with that, we didn't see him pass through uh,
1: enough years to be able to say whether they had really aged or changed at all or not anyway. You know, he was uh, probably something like 18, 19, 20, if you consider the age of uh, the, the era when his story was set. He could have been 20 years old at that time. When he started, and he could have been in his mid twenties, at the time when we, you know, when um, we last saw him before he was uh, he was retiring. So but I, I,
0: I I very much took it that neither of them have aged because nothing about them, not their hairstyles, nothing.
1: Yeah, I just yeah. took that to um, be, because it didn't look like that much time has passed for him. He'd obviously been in the police force a few years at that point. But not not that many, so I didn't really take it um, that. that, I mean, clearly you you know you're right; they hadn't changed. But this leads to the question then: is have they not aged at all, and a lot of time has passed, or have they not aged because they obviously not very much time has passed at all? But he has grown very old very quickly.
0: That's another possibility I hadn't considered. I hadn't considered
1: it at all until until the words came Mm -hmm. out of my mouth just then. And, of course, the other thing is they take him into the back office, strap him to a chair, Mm -hmm. apologise to him because he's going to forget everything, and then proceed to effectively electrocute him. And I'm wondering if this is going to have some relevance to the Doctor... As things go on, is is this something to do with why the doctor doesn't remember the uh, the Ruth doctor at Mm. all? Is she going to have to go through the same procedure at some point?
0: Oh, that's possible.
1: Um, Or
4: did she already?
1: And there was a carriage clock, wasn't there? There was a carriage clock that was that was very very much focused on at some point he takes the carriage clock and puts it on the table and then apologises and, and, and then they start doing whatever procedure they're doing mm-hmm. they're doing on him. So I'm sure that's going to have some sort of bearing is this carriage clock something like some other sort of chameleon arch or something like that mm. it, the questions posed by what we've seen in these few short scenes um, are numerous and I'm assuming we're going to get all this wrapped up uh, to a degree uh, in the next in the next episode, but we also know that uh, I'm assuming we know if if you've heard, but not everything from this season that's been set up is being resolved this this season. Some of it is definitely set up for next year, and I say next year because I think it will be next year, but later next year when the when the series comes mm-hmm. back again. Yeah. So so what do we all think about the whole the whole Brendan thing? Where do we think it's going? Do we like it?
2: I I. Like to, <clears throat> it's it's asked a lot of questions. You guys have posed some good points, but I'm wondering if Brendan doesn't ultimately become the gatekeeper of the, the boundary. C- oh, I
1: wondered oh, about
3: that I wondered too. if
1: actually if he might if he might actually become the lone Cyberman because we can't really hmm. see I've Ashad's face, can we at all? And so, no. I thought
2: about that. I thought about him as the Lone Cyberman, but when I was watching the show I rewatched it last night. There's one scene where the doctor is talking to this old the, the gatekeeper Yes, mm-hmm. Ko and Koham K- yeah, Koshamas. and you're looking at him, and I was just I, it's just a detail that I noticed. The structure of his face and the bone structure of his eyebrows and around his eyes looks an awful lot like Brendan.
0: I do like the idea of him being Brendan, I must admit. Much more so than I like the idea of him being mm-hmm. um, the lone Cyberman. That wouldn't make much... Well, maybe it would. Maybe the fact that he's
1: somebody who doesn't appear to be able to die. Maybe the fact that he's being tortured like this. Maybe mm. this is something that... Um, that ultimately, you know, turns him the way that he 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 it'll, uh, Ashad. Why,
0: why would he, why would he change his name to an Asian name know. from a brand, uh, from an Irish name? I... Well, you don't
4: know what the last know. name is.
0: <laughs> why would
1: uh,
4: Ashad may be the last name?
1: Ah,
0: uh, that's true.
1: Yeah, and, or maybe it's uh, consonant, continental drift, continental shift, sorry, yeah. the um, the 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 way that mm-hmm. uh, that. As we saw in um, state of decay, uh, state of decay. Yeah. you know how yeah. names over a long period of time will will change. It's entirely possible, you know, words do do change as time goes on, as mm-hmm. as they get used slightly differently. And in it, bruv. Uh it just takes an awfully long time. But if if you you're in a position where you can't die, we don't know how much time potentially could pass for him, or or it could be something like um, a shielder. Having lived for such a long mm. time, just changes her name because she never uses her her, her her given name, and and then almost forgets what it is because so much time has passed, and so just refers to herself mm. as me, which I never liked. But oh. um, but you can kind of understand the logic behind it.
0: Never liked that character at all. Sorry.
1: No. But that's not what we're talking about, so we'll gloss over that. We'll save that for a time when we might possibly review those stories. <laughs> I'll be away that week. <laughs> 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 I don't know. It gives you a good opportunity to rant, doesn't it? Yeah. So multiple possibilities for for Brendan. What do we think? What do we think then is going on? Is this actually Ireland that we've been watching? Uh, are we watching some sort of simulation? Is this something to do with the.
0: Well, they had the guard day there, so I would have thought so. Is this
1: something to do with uh, the Alliance? Is this something to do with the Time Lords? Is this something to do with Gallifrey? Is this something to do with the Cybermen? It could be leading anywhere, and we really have no clue at this point mm-hmm. as to exactly where this particular plot thread is heading. <sighs> that sums it up nicely. Please, too.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the love of God, edit that out. <laughs>
1: No, that was comic timing <laughs> of the first degree. Oh, so sorry, <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah, that's
4: exactly how I'm thinking.
5: Let's, let's move
1: on <laughs> Yes, right. That, that nicely draws a draws a line under that. So, going back to our um, our other plot thread, Dendi, the, or the second of the th- of the three plot threads, if you like, because there, there's definitely at least three running through this story at the moment. Mm-hmm. So we've got the Cybermen the doctor's taken taken the cyber shuttle and gone off the others have managed to get uh, get away in the in the other craft they come across this
0: can we can we go back a little bit yes please yeah um so i just wanted to mention the doctor setting up her three uh, different instruments you know her uh, shield and uh, not and and yeah. I like the uh, the one that um, fires gold dust into the air. There's a, a lovely reference back yeah. to the, go- the gold. So yeah. they seem to always forget about gold, mm-hmm. but yeah, I like that. Yes, and uh, I'm all in favour of anything
1: that links what we're getting now back to what we've had in the past. Yeah, and even if it's just by a small throw or a reference. Yeah, I I love uh, that sort of stuff. Because it just helps to just make everything cohesive. It just ties it. And all I think together.
0: It, encur- it encourages you know, new pageant. or younger viewers to look up these sort of things and say, "Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's interesting. True. Maybe I yes. should go back mm-hmm. and watch yes. X, y, Z Z. Yeah. Z. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm turning into an American.
1: What?
4: Becoming an American.
1: What it also does as well is it um, it potentially ties the cyber s- Cybermen, which obviously came from a different alternative universe mm-hmm. to our universe cybermen who were the ones who had the allergy to gold or allergy meaning probably the wrong word mm-hmm. but um you know they were susceptible yeah. to gold gold clogged up their their chest units and effectively suffocated them we never had that with any of the new series cybermen any of the, any of the gold thing so so tying that up does kind of link the two the two different types of cybermen together Another thing that's linked the two different types of cybermen together is of course when they come across this uh, dormant cyber army in the carrier ship.
0: Yeah. Oh that was so earth shock. Oh my word. Wasn't it just but button- no. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I was just waiting for someone to say mm-hmm. my army your doctor.
1: Yes <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping we were going to get that line in a way but uh, it would have been a bit- Didn't they look fucking gorgeous? Yeah. This brilliant sort of combination of different styles. Yeah. We've kind of had it I mean Ash- Ashad himself is um he's got the the one sort of human arm, so it, it's like he's got a Mendasian Cyberman left arm and the rest of him seems to be something slightly different to the other Cybermen
0: that we've seen from the from the modern era. I like that he's got lights on his back. I don't know what they're for, I presume they're for reversing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when he
0: walks backwards he goes
5: beep beep beep
1: beep Cyberman reversing. Yes. As as we as we see from Sue virtually every review. I also like the way he walks, completely different to the other Cybermen. Yeah.
4: He doesn't stop, um, he walks.
1: He doesn't stop. And I did find, I did think that was one thing that was disappointing about when the the, the Cyber Army awoke and was marching on the, the uh, control mm. room. That they were all doing the
0: stompy march, yeah, um, complete with the sound effects. It's. I'm not a fan of the stomping, and I'm not a fan of delete. No, I really just like delete. Uh,
1: I can, I can, I can handle delete, but I'm, I'm not keen on the stomping. Um, it's like, why would you, why would you walk like that? <laughs> it just doesn't mm-hmm. actually no. make any sense. It's there because we're it's sneaking up on you. Stomp, 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 stomp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we had in the in in the last episode, didn't it's... we? We had that that lovely bit where he's he, um Ashad's creeping around trying to find where the, the the sound of the baby's coming from. He's sort of creeping around. He's still creeping around with the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. pneumatic noises coming along. But clearly, trying to be quiet, and obviously can't do it because because the machinery inside him is making that noise. The one thing, Uh, and this is the thing: why would you keep a noise like that when you never had it previously? It doesn't make any sense. Mm. Maybe it's an intimidation factor. You can't have a Cyberman creep up on you, can you? Because you can hear it coming bloody miles away. Mm -hmm.
0: So. <clears throat> the one thing I would say is I absolutely love Sega Nakanola's um, Cyberman theme. His his music is Ooh, yeah.
1: stunning. Mm-hmm. He's really pulled it out of the bag he this has. year. I think a number of his scores this year have been, have been really good. The little Irish lilt every time we went back mm-hmm. to um, to Garda was, uh, was beautiful as well. Really, really nicely done. And you could say sort of almost sledgehammering the fact that they're in Ireland but... Yeah. Um, but it was just just lovely music anyway so yes so these new uh, these new cybermen look to be a combination of the invasion cybermen the earthshock cybermen and the current mm-hmm. cybermen which just really works i always thought that the invasion cybermen look was possibly the best of them all mm-hmm. the earthshock ones being the ones that would that would probably run it the uh mm-hmm. the closest but, yeah, they, they look spectacular. And the scene when Ashad revives the first one, again, just raising so many questions. He, he kind of almost reverentially says, oh, you know, time for you to wake up, matey boy. And then proceeds to laser the thing to, so
0: that he yeah.
4: screams. Just, just like Brendan.
1: Uh, well, hmm. uh, yes, yes, I Fair suppose. Well. Yeah, in a way. Yeah,
0: you're going to have to elaborate um, on that one because that's gone gone my head.
4: Well, no. Well, well, if if he's, and because that was the one question, I can't think of her name, but the, the commander said was, what would you do to a Cyberman to make him scream like that? And he was lasering him and waking him up, and sh- basically giving him memories again, or waking him up, and that's exactly the same sound, what the Cyberman sounded like, was very close to what Brendan sounded like as he
0: was being electrocuted. Oh, when they wiped yeah. his memory. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I say, yeah.
1: I think that was just the fact that I mean, he was, was he was effectively torturing. You know, they're both, to all intents and purposes, tortures that they're going through. The actual line, I think, the Ravio is the mm-hmm. the, the commander Julie Graham, who is who is um, excellent. I have to say, is we're carrying the Cyberman that makes other Cybermen scream. Yes. Thats a, which is a great yeah. line chilling line because yeah. that really sort of ramps up the threat that this particular cyberman has you know these these cybermen that have that have wiped out virtually all of humanity, and here's one that shows them no regard whatsoever, obviously leading them, but quite happily
5: mm-hmm.
1: you know torturing them. Uh, and you know being even more badass if you like than than these this these things that have wiped out humanity so it's uh yeah that I was great that, i thought
0: all all of
4: Ah, uh, that's yeah, I, I didn't catch that
0: i thought all of the uh secondary characters were really good this week um especially ethan who's got sort of new companion written all over him
5: mm-hmm.
1: yeah
0: possibly Ficat yeah and ravio they they were Great. Uh, Yadlami and Fuskel they they seemed a little bit redundant, but they were still good. Yeah, well, I
4: love the. You show courage. Should I let you live? He kills the other guy and then goes. You show courage. Should I let you live to speak of my tales? Well, that,
1: th- this was yeah. This was the thing. It was it was the whole, um, you know, letting one go so that that one will go back and tell the others of his kind just what the threat is that they're up against it, it's um, I think this is probably quite a tactical move that's been used many times by you know in reality as well as in fiction just to instill fear into the uh, you know into the enemy
4: that or he saw he because he still has his, in, he still doesn't have the inhibitor yes he saw in himself he saw in the boy something of himself that you know you show courage take me convert me you can have me and I was like ah you you could be a leader someday I see in you me before and he lets the kid live and kill the other guy go tell people but it was like interesting I wonder if he sees in, in the boy something that he sees in himself or saw in himself
1: I I, I gotta say, Sue, I love the way your mind works. You always come up with these mm.
0: completely batshit these... crazy theories. Yeah, yeah. Just It's
4: but... not batshit crazy, he doesn't have an inhibitor. What if the yeah.
0: master is really a mere cat? <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: no, but I do have a theory on the Master, too, and the Doctor, so there it is. You're not going to like that either. Oh, God almighty. Oh we'll,
1: we'll, yeah, we know, we, we know you've got theories, yes. We'll, we'll come to
2: that, we'll come to that.
4: Now, what if I'm right, guys? Okay.
2: Then <laughs> <Okay, laughs> Darren owes you a now. massive apology. <laughs> yep, I do. <laughs> Fly me to the... I, I was
1: about to say, if if you're right, I'll eat Robin, but in view of what Robin was offering Darren earlier on, possibly that's the wrong thing to say. <laughs> 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 you better talk to your
2: wife about that, first. Mm. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I missed that. Oh, my. Holy
4: shit, I missed, I missed that one. What did you offer?
0: I ain't saying mm. a word. Darren. <laughs> Tell you later.
4: Woo! Woo! Oh, I missed it. I missed that. Mm. Right, so,
2: yeah. Oh, so that'll, so teach the, not, um... that'll teach you not to be at the call at the very beginning. <clears throat> I guess. Holy <laughs> cow.
1: So the Cybermen are all waking up. We've established again in that in that lovely way that we again very reminiscent of Earth, when the I think the Doctor says how many silos are you carrying, and they say oh ten thousand, and then they realise the dawning realisation that if each one of them is containing a Cyberman, then they've got ten thousand Cybermen on board. Um, with here we get. There's at least ten doors, and every door that you can see, there's dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of these pods. So there's ten doors on every floor, and there's hundreds of floors. So immediately you know that there's thousands and
0: thousands yeah. of Cybermen on
1: board. And that just ramps um, up the then, threat
0: immediately without actually doing anything. Yeah. It's just all all done with yeah. a couple of lines. Mm-hmm. I, I love
1: that. Yeah. And the uh, by now familiar way of illuminating these uh, these pods by sending them as you go into the distance, the lights coming on with that clanging mm-hmm. sound, which seems to be used every time anything like this happens. Clang, 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 clang. Yeah, lights that. make
0: an awful lot of noise in your... science fiction programs. <laughs> they do. Mm-hmm. They do.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's effective. It's very effective because it just it just shows how many of these things there are and you only need to do it the once and then the line i counted i counted um at least 10 doors on every floor how many floors are there hundreds that's it that's all you need you don't need to see the whole lot it just tells mm. you in that one one little throwaway line just exactly what sort of threat we're facing and then of course you get the shot of them marching uh, on various different levels which was a beautiful shot just a shame about the stomping with it, but seeing all these cybermen just just marching on in a in a way that you never had in the in the old series, the closest that you'd get to it was Earthshock with that un- rather slightly unfortunate sort of dynasty three way split screen that that didn't quite match up <laughs>
0: fair comment. <Go>
5: <laughs>
0: I am so sorry. I'm on new tablets, and they're making me gassy as fuck. We'll have
1: to call you gaseous clay. Um, gaseous clay. <laughs> float like a butterfly, belch like a trooper. fair comment. Okay. I'm so <laughs> so sorry.
2: <laughs>
1: Next week, listeners, we're reviewing Gone with the Wind. Though,
2: dare, to be fair, my teenage son would approve; would be highly impressed. Yes, yes. My sixteen-year-old son would be incredibly impressed.
4: And right now, this particular episode is probably going to be our highest rated because of his belches. <laughs> They'll be like, "Oh my God, listen to that! Can we match that? Do it again." <sighs>
1: <laughs> so we the, uh, to, to tie up <laughs> to tie up the Cyberman thread. Then we've got the. um sure no. <laughs> Two things, really. We've got we've got Ashad saying the Ascension and Beyond, and and implying it's the death
0: of everything. Yeah, there were some um, lovely lines in there thing. There was there's some lovely lines with Graham. Um especially the the
2: comment about Eeyore. Yeah,
0: that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank,
2: <Yeah>. you, <laughs> Thank you, Eeyore. Thank you, uh, Eeyore.
0: Careful yeah. son, you almost sounded positive <laughs> there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Half yeah. Glass off and the um the butcher's hook. Ravioli's uh, ravioli ravioli.
5: Ravioli <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what her damn name was when he used Cockney rhyming slang on her uh, let's have a butcher's and she didn't have a clue yeah. what he was oh, talking yeah. about
1: which of course she wouldn't even though the vast majority of these last vestiges of humor
0: do seem to be Cockneys don't they <laughs> uh, yeah
4: well and that I think that's why he gave her the look like Cockney rhyming slang duh
0: There, there and... was there was also the lovely speech that she gave the lone Cyberman about how he loathed himself and he says Yes. Yes. Well, I didn't expect you to take that so well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. Maybe, maybe I should bill you for therapy. I'm going to have to charge you for therapy. <laughs> yeah, because it's ju- it's just not something that any of the enemies ever do. Yeah, a very
1: well acted that by J D. Whittaker. I thought just that the the surprise and then oh, oh okay that was I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, great stuff. So um, that line from Ashad, and then of course the um, the conclusion to the episode, or one of the conclusions to the episode, another one of these multi-cliffhanger episodes we've got here, where the army of Cybermen break in to the control control room, which leads you to think, you know, what on earth is going to happen to um, to Yaz and Graham and Ravio and, you know, anyone else who's still alive, basically, at that point. Your... Yeah, that was very, very well handled, I thought, and you know, a real sense of jeopardy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. which is something that was so lackluster last year. Yes, and and we've seen. Stop
4: it! I love last year. Last year was amazing, and I could watch it. This year is very, very difficult to watch, and I love it, but it's very difficult to watch. Yeah, but
1: you have to admit, see, there wasn't an awful lot of jeopardy last year.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bringing it down. I'm just saying. You know, we didn't.
4: There was.
1: There was. Well,
4: at least to me, it, it was very much classic. Who I could at least watch it. It's. It's. It's hard to have to hide your head all the time because things are flashing so
1: badly. Yeah, sure, but that's that's a, a technical issue with the. The broadcasting of the. Print. I
4: just think the scripts are as good as they were last year.
1: You think the scripts aren't as good uh, as them, I think they are as good. As no,
4: they are. They are. They're, that last year's was good, and this year's was good. I I happen to like last year so much. I would
1: so seriously
0: hope they were as good I mean, as last I th- year.
4: I love last year, so I, that's my problem. I really, really. There
0: are. were decent episodes last year. There was no getting away from it. I mean, episodes like Rosa and Demons of the Bridge oh, were, were fantastic.
1: You know, Rosa. Demons of the Punjab resolution was very good, you know, and the other the others had their moments, but
4: this is a little more action packed. Just uh,
1: this is very much more action packed and a very much more flashbang wallop, and we're getting beautifully crafted season with these surprises being thrown at us left, right, and centre, and shock returns oh, and things true. that we weren't expecting. And uh, but the even the stories without those. You know, they, they just seem, things seem to have been elevated.
0: Apart from Orphan 55. Uh, and I
1: think, to a degree, yeah. I think this is the um, Chibnall finding his way and Jodie Whittaker working out how she wants to play the Doctor and the, uh, mm-hmm. the other companions settling into their roles. It's the natural evolution that you would get from having done it for a year and everybody getting more familiar with it, and, you know, wanting to do something more... Cohesive than, than last year which was obviously everything was very much more standalone apart from the first and the last episode yeah I
0: mean it, one of the, one of the criticisms Austin's was... levelled uh, Jodie Whittaker is that her doctor doesn't have any character I mean that, then that's, that in some ways is a fair enough criticism but if you look back at Peter Cabaldi his character changed every every bloody season they didn't really know what to do with him so it was only really in his last season that he really settled into the groove in my opinion I think that
1: was, that was entirely intentional. I think this is what they were trying to do with Colin Baker, is to start him off being this very brusque, uh, antagonistic, anti-hero, almost unlikable character that then, as time goes on, softens yeah. and and you know becomes likable. And it made far more sense, really, to do that with the Capaldi
0: Doctor being and conversely, with the seventh Doctor, they started him off as a clown, and he got darker and darker. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the Capaldi Doctor
1: was supposed to be the first of a new cycle, so therefore there was this this doubt about you know who he actually was. He hasn't regenerated per se; he's been reborn, yeah. if you like, something that he wasn't used to. And so, what? So he was taking a while to actually find who he was, and. Um, we, you know, we've gone from he went from the, the first episode with, you know, did he or didn't he kill the half uh, the half faced man by throwing him off the uh, the zeppelin um, mm-hmm. to that speech in world enough in time, Doctor Falls, but to the Masters about, you know, just I do what I do, you know, just to be kind. I do it because it's right. I don't do it because it's easy. I just just do it because it's right just to be kind just be kind
0: it, this it could go some way to explaining why he didn't want to regenerate as well
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: exactly you know so it, it all
1: it's very nicely tied in with all with all of that and we are getting these character developments that we never really used to have in the past as i said it was it was the plan was for that to happen with colin baker but you know, unfortunately he never really got the opportunity because the you know the the hiatus and then the sacking and it just made the whole thing a little bit of a mess, unfortunately. Plus, by that time J and T had been at the helm probably for too long. We needed a change mm-hmm. of script editor at that point. You know the production values weren't what they had been. It was just all very unfortunate, and so poor Colin got the, bore the brunt of that by not getting the 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 scripts that he should have had, not getting the the concentration on. On character development, that that you know, ultimately they they wanted to do. Which is
0: why, if you haven't listened to him on um, Big Finish, you bloody well should. Oh, absolutely, yeah, because absolutely, oh, yeah.
4: absolutely, he he's amazing. He's the
0: best Big Finish Doctor of the lot. He he has definitely has the voice for audio. There's no question about that. Yeah, I think he's he's smashing. Yes,
1: so that's our, that. So that's our Cybermen um, line. Uh, the next thing that we have, obviously, is the um, is the other group of humans um, searching for this place Kosharmus, as a as a way of escape, a a, a gateway into a, you know another
0: part of the universe that changes. Oh, before we before we yeah. go to that, there was there was one interesting line while Jodie was doing her thing with the the thing and she was uh, rewiring, hot wiring, or whatever she was doing, and she was saying that. Unless you're me, which is really good, and she mentioned that there was no teenagers. Yes, I picked up on that and thought that was an interesting.
1: Yes, rat- ran- rattling away about you know oh how I used to hotwire these things as a teenager, not that I ever did that, not that I was ever not that there were ever teenagers.
0: Yeah, yeah, we know that they were. We know there were children because we saw that in Listen. Yeah,
1: I don't know if that was just like a little throwaway one of those quirky yeah, throwaway lines that you get you get every now and again, or whether you know that does have a bearing for later on. You just don't know these days. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. So then they find, um, Kosharmas, which turns out not to be a place. It turns out to be a person. Wouldn't it have been um, cool if it turned out to be an Indian and... takeaway. <laughs> 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 Would for you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, who I thought was was brilliantly played. This very mild mannered, softly spoken, very naturalistic performance. Mm. I felt from him, and then this gateway appears it's which is um it's attracted by proximity so you move closer to it and it appears mm-hmm. um and it it's uh, obviously it's a a portal to a different part of the galaxy which changes every time so you can escape so the cybermen can't find you but every person who escapes or every group that escapes presumably ends up somewhere different so this is scattering the last vestiges of humanity throughout the universe, presumably. Yeah, because he did say that it's never looked like this before. But then...
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Didn't you love his stare? When
1: he said that it's never looked like this before, was that it's never looked like this before because it's now in ruins. Maybe it has looked like that each time. Oh, that's yeah. possible. But, hmm. ooh. Or maybe what he's been seeing is always been Gallifrey but it's been Gallifrey in different time ooh. zones.
0: I had not thought mm-hmm. of that. Well,
4: did did you notice the staff he was carrying?
0: I, I, I sort of did, but... Was it the staff of Rassilon?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it? Yeah.
1: Well, it's yep. a staff. A staff is a staff is a staff. Is a staff but um, No,
2: take a good look at it. There's an ornament on the end of it, though, that I'm going to have to go back and look at some screenshots now. So could he be a time lord?
4: Take a look at the window. Oh, crap.
2: And it's reversing time.
4: Okay, take a look at him standing when he's talking to the group with the staff, and there's a symbol above him. And I'm like, okay. You see different sh- still shots, and it's like, wait a minute, what the hell is that? And that there was a question posed, what is that? And it's like, what is it? <laughs> and, I, and I thought that looks familiar, but I don't know what from. And that was it was a still shot on Twitter, and they said. What does that look like? Is that Raswa?
0: I do envisage at the other side of the boundary uh, on Gallifrey that the master's just sort of sat there in an armchair waiting for this fucking thing to open up. Uh, like, 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 like he does in Time Flight, <laughs> sort of sits yep. there at the end of the universe waiting for the yes. doctor to show up. Oh, fuck! Have up, fuck up, you been up in here for ten thousand yeah.
1: years? Hurry up! Or in Mark of the Rani, where he just decides to hang around as a scarecrow for a while for no reason. <laughs>
4: mm. Mm. Yeah, just, just sitting there. Oh, it's open. Good. <laughs> you finally found it.
1: He makes a splendid entrance. He really does. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he really does. does. And and it uh, it does lead to these questions about, you know. Obviously, we now know Gallifrey is the other side of the boundary. So what is going on with that is it going to a different time is it going to a different version of gallifrey is it going to the future you know and who are the people are all these people who have been sent through the barrier now, are they the first time lords is this what the master was talking about when he said everything they told us was a lie and that the time lords never actually originated on gallifrey they originated on earth you know and they've they've traveled through to Mm-hmm. to sort of prehistory on Gallifrey and populated the planet. Ugh. Has this got anything to do with Brendan, with his ability to, to mm-hmm. survive in, in a situation where he shouldn't be? I, 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 there's so many questions. So many questions.
0: Could he be the mm-hmm. progenitor
1: for the Time Lords? Exactly. Or is this going to have something to do with the um, with the Doctor? Could it even be... The the um the the, <laughs> the Time Lord race is started by uh, Yaz and Ryan <laughs> who have been spending so much time in the TARDIS mm-hmm. that they've soaked up Artron energy <laughs> and then yeah. go ahead and populate the planet. I mean I'm not suggesting that for a second, but you know, you just there's so many mm-hmm. so many plausible or implausible possibilities as to where this could go from here. Burr. And that's one of them.
4: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that, could it be that the, the opposite is true? The Master isn't the Master. The Master is actually the good, and the Doctor was actually the bad. And that she's been going through the whole...
0: Oh, your brain's off again.
4: <laughs> I mean, in the beginning... William Hartnell was a little bit of a shit. kidnapped Oh, yeah, I'm theorizing again. Was a little bit of a shit and went around kidnapping people. Okay. So maybe some of the stuff that the doctor would go throughout time, doing some things and changing things, the master would go back through time, changing it back, making him look like the bad guy when he's actually the good guy and the doctor was actually a criminal yeah it's... and there's my idea well,
0: the, the master's the master's been killing quite a few people i don't really think he's that good
4: yes <laughs> well i think this yeah. is this
0: but, is a massive leap of imagination
4: but,
1: that you're making here
4: soon. no 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 think about it if if you well, are not supposed to change time and you go through time and change time and the master goes oh my god this is going to really do some bad damage He goes through and kills the people. Granted, it's changing time, but he goes through and and eliminates what is actually going to change what's supposed to happen. I mean, he's basically like a cleaner, going through, like the Nunu, going through and cleaning
1: up the Teletubbies. (laughs) So the master is working for the Teletubbies. (laughs) (laughs) so the Teletubbies are the Time Lords is this what you're saying
4: (laughs) what the hell why
2: not what the hell have you been drinking because I want some (laughs) (laughs) I meant that he was like a queen I
0: I always assumed the Teletubbies were fat (laughs) vord
1: Tinky Winky Dipsy Yartek and Poe
0: um. <laughs> <laughs> and with that we've completely lost control of the episode
4: alright so I just brightened up this whole anyway I'm getting... throwing out all these weird mm. things out there I'm throwing all kinds of weird things out there but at the same time it could be that if everything you've been told is a lie everything we've been told is a lie but everything you've been told is a lie it could be that thing that I am not a bad guy yeah bad... I, th- I think I, th- I th- I think you're again. If I'm right,
1: y'all extrapolating and... from the everything you know is a lie without looking
0: at what's plausible f- for the. Show. What you're trying to say is, how stoned are oh, you? I'm think... looking
4: at it. So this... I am.
0: I don't. I
1: am looking at what's plausible. <laughs> I Miles. I, I mean, well, I don't know. Pl- possible? Yes. Plausible? No. Uh, do you really think that they're going to change? Everything that the doctor was that the doctor was always the bad guy, and the master was always a good guy yes when ever since we've seen the master, the master hasn't been going round sort of correcting things he's been he's been instigating alien yeah. invasions we- and just trying to destroy the universe, and this is all to clear up the doctor's mess could be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, i got, where I'm where saying, does the logic for that come in s- <laughs> I'm saying
4: yes ha 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 I'm saying I'm Can you saying imagine yes. the reaction to that. <laughs> yes. Yes, I could. And and if if it's like if if they hit you with that at the very end, it's like was wasn't you don't
3: there number? The, wasn't Amy. there was there was a line in Spyfall part two that I think I commented on when we reviewed that where the master indicates that he's doing what he was created to do. I'm paraphrasing but it was something like that. And so maybe the Doctor and the Master are both like opposing chess pieces in a game orchestrated by the Time Lords.
1: I I can quite conceive that the Doctor and the Master have been doing things that they previously weren't, uh, previously have been doing things that they're currently not aware of because they've had their minds wiped in the same kind of way as we've seen with Brendan Mm -hmm. who will forget everything. That something has gone on that could mean previous regeneration cycles that could mean um, you know it could be to do with the celestial intervention agency mm-hmm. uh, where the work that they've been doing has actually been you know not uh, not just mm-hmm. clearing up the mess but actually working towards the ultimate development of the time lords um yeah. without taking into consideration the rights of any other species.
3: No, I was just sort of extrapolating from the idea of what could have angered the Master to the point where he would destroy Gallifrey.
1: Well, exactly. didn't Maybe that's is,
3: learning learning that he maybe both he and the Doctor have been being used. Yeah. For a very long time.
1: Yeah. What if the Time
4: Lords are evil as as fuck? That they
3: didn't have the freedom they thought they did. I don't know. Yeah,
1: but the Time lords, be... the Time Lords being evil isn't something isn't something that would cause the Master to destroy the planet.
3: You'd hope not,
1: but. Well, what would what would cause the master to to destroy the planet would be something that was a personal affront to him, something mm-hmm. that they've done yeah. to him in the past, that they've changed him in some way, or that they find that he's actually being created by the Time Lords for something. Maybe the Time Lords, you know, are something akin to say the Guardians, mm-hmm. where they've each. They've had to come up with an agent for each side, and they've come up with the Master for the bad and the Doctor for the good. And uh, the Master realizes that he's not actually sort of you know been in control of his own destiny all the way through; Mm -hmm. that he's been created for this very purpose by the Time Lords to wreak havoc throughout the universe. And and so because you know he he he's not his own man, if you like, decides Mm -hmm. that at this point that. He needs to wreak his vengeance on the people who created him, because they created something that it wasn't something he ever wanted to be. I don't know. It's. I yeah, hope it's I...
4: something super, super, like earth-shattering. Well, oh yeah. Oh my I... freaking god! Are you kidding? I think
2: I think we're, we 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 we're,
1: we're we're kind of expecting it to be something earth-shattering. Uh-huh. His very last line, the very last line of the episode, is everything is about to change forever
5: mm-hmm. mm.
4: Well, and there's, yeah. there's been comments about him from him on twitter saying that he's afraid that because of this episode that's going to be airing that the fans will not want him back again because of, of how divisive it may become and that fans do will it's, not want him
1: it's being, it's being set up to being something massive isn't it something massive yeah. that's yeah. going to change
4: well and the fact that even the actor is saying I'm worried that I'm not going to be accepted or wanted
1: I I and don't like, oh, I don't dude. think uh, I don't think he needs to worry about that somehow. I'm sorry, I'm just I've just read something here because I'm on the um the transcript for the episode, which is quite useful for, mm-hmm. for referring to particular lines that have been said. Uh it finishes with the master's final well, the master's only line of the entire episode. <laughs> wow, oh ah, that's a good entrance, right? Be afraid, doctor, because everything is about to change forever. And then Closing theme is classical. Who?
0: Yes, and we got the middle eight. I know we got the middle eight.
1: I didn't mm-hmm. twig that it was it was the old theme. It was it, it wasn't the old theme, was it? Or maybe they, he was just referring to the fact that we got the middle eight.
0: Well, it's, it, 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 it did sound it did sound like the old theme, but yeah. not not one hundred percent. It mm. sort of had. I'd have to listen to it again, but it it, it, it felt like it had sort of fusions
1: yeah. right. of the know. old theme bear with we can we can do this
2: live
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah stupid bbc america wouldn't let us hear it
2: yeah i was gonna no. say i didn't hear because it they no. wanted
3: to throw up a preview of the next show while the credits played down in the corner because
5: everything
2: is about to change yeah oh it wow it is yeah, that's totally that's totally well, Tom Baker. Yeah, isn't
1: it? I never spotted that. I think because that mm. ending was just so jaw dropping. Mm-hmm. The mm. and and at that point, I think we're all going. Oh, next time trailer. What's going to happen again? next
2: time? Yeah.
4: trailer? Well, see, we didn't. They were so busy to show it that they didn't even let us hear it. We didn't even yeah. get a chance to hear that.
2: Yeah, in the U.S. they cut that off, and you don't you don't yeah. get that closing credit. Oh, really?
4: Yeah, they they cut off.
2: It runs silently in a small in a small screen in the corner while they're doing the preview for what's going to happen next yeah, week, or yeah. they're leading into the next or commercial or the next
0: show. They did spend quite a bit of time exactly. talking over it in this country.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, as you as you actually heard then, when we started that and immediately the announcer's coming in and we get a thing coming across half the screen about something else that the BBC is doing. You know, the, the days of just having the closing credits with potentially a small voiceover at some point going well, we didn't next know, week. we didn't even used to get that. It used to be you used to get to the end of the credits and then the announcer would come up and say uh, Doctor Who continues his adventure next week, uh, next on BBC One it's uh,
0: synchronised synchronised sheep herding I wish we could go back to that
1: <laughs>
0: synchronised sheep herding yeah. I, well, well, yeah, that as well I like hearing theme tunes and listening to the credits mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: yeah, I like seeing the credits instead of a yeah. little teeny screen with everything rolling yeah. as fast as possible Definitely these people worked yeah. really hard I think,
1: I think part of the reason for that is that there are so many people working on the show now and I think there always were a mm-hmm. lot of people working on the show but absolutely everybody who does anything on it has to be listed in the credits it seems mm-hmm. whereas in the past you'd get the cast, you'd get a few of the production people and then that was it it, it didn't. It well, didn't cover absolutely everybody who did something on the mm-hmm. show. I think. Whereas now it does, and you've got obviously all the people working the on ca- CGI yeah. And, yeah. And people the CGI and caterers, the catering. janitor. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The people who mopped up the vomit in the toilets.
4: But I mean, the fact that they run it so fast, you can't see it. Yeah. It's like, why bother?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it, it is redundant. You know, it's like, if you work on the show, you have to get your name in the credits. But it doesn't make any difference if they're in there or not because they're going to scroll around so fast that you're not going to see them. It's, right. It, and they're so
4: small that you need a microsc- or you need a humongous uh, magnifying glass to be able to even see that your name may be there yeah. if you can catch it. Yeah. That's me, Mom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, fi- the final question that we've got from this is... Um, how did the Master get back through the boundary? How did he manage to time it in such a way that the doctor there is it Is it a two way portal that he can see what, he can see what 's going on on the other side what what 's he been doing there? What does he know and and where's it all taking us for the next season and the next episode? and how is it going to tie in with the Cybermen? Did you see the trailer then at all
2: no i didn 't um, yeah I saw a bit of it I think on Facebook. But it was just like a yeah, real. I saw it on Twitter.
1: There is one line from from Ashad which basically says "Set course for Gallifrey," hmm. which is quite. So the Cybermen are obviously aware of it, and presumably, if they find the um, the boundary and realise what's on the other side of it, then then they can do that. So maybe the suggestion from this is that the Cybermen are actually the Time Lords. I mean, who God knows where this is going, mm. really? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> Thank goodness we've only got. Two days from date from time of recording this to find out. Oh, that would be cool! I I love, I love, absolutely love all these questions that this series has thrown up. Yeah, you know, because they've introduced Mm -hmm. elements that you just don't know where it's going, and where they can potentially take it, and what's going to happen next, and where it ties into all the other things. It's so so much better crafted as a series than than. Anything really that I can remember.
0: It is, but I just hope you know. it pays off.
4: <laughs> it's wonderful. It's, yeah,
1: yeah. I think the strength well, of think... the episodes this year, as well, has, has has put it up there as one of the best series that the show has ever produced. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, with uh, with all respect to Sue and how she feels about last season, that wasn't what we were expecting from the Chibnall era after what we had last year. Or even before that started last year, because he'd he'd never really covered himself in glory in really any of the the episodes that he'd done. You know, nothing really stood out as an all-time classic. Um, But my goodness, he's pulled it out of the bag this year.
4: One of the things I think is neat is, okay, you guys kind of laugh at my theories and da-da-da, but think about this. That's a lot... There's a lot for people to get their imaginations around and to write fanfic and to write their ideas and to bring more... I, I guess stories into fruition where
0: oh with that a type
4: you know that that type mm-hmm. of thing that may end up in big finish that may be an alternative universe that may be leading into all these different things things about Assad things about all kinds of stuff that um the different characters that are playing in here even if it's just a small character that then dies just going through and writing a fanfic about that then leads into another story that might be picked up by Big Finish or someone else like that, or another audio drama, a fan mm-hmm. audio drama, whatever. It could be a very... But if
0: it, even if it's not picked up, you can invent all sorts of weird and wonderful shit in your own head canon, and I, I love that.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, and that's well, great.
0: this just to a what degree, a nice is, is what
1: from... big finish have been doing. You know, they've they've taken yeah. the gaps in between stories, and yep. the way that certain stories have ended, and they've they've expanded on them. They've right. taken things further, and they've filled in bits that were missing. And that's basically what fanfic does. You know, it, it takes so things further from where it voice. is. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, they've given so many writers that never, never, never would have been given a voice in any other venue other than maybe some of the anthologies, which again, that is a wonderful thing. You get anthologies with people picking up a character that may be um, overlooked or just okay, that's an ancillary character and creating a world around them in Doctor Who in these anthologies or their idea about what happened with the anthologies so my ideas, if you think they're far-fetched, could end up creating a big finish, or a story in an anthology, or whatever.
1: Well, you better get yourself think to the patent that. office. <laughs> or the copyright, <laughs> copyright office. <laughs> well, I think a big part of it, too...
4: Considering the fact I just told everybody everything, hey guys, there it is, you've got some ideas. Right. Well, I think a big to- thing,
2: too, is that this season Chibnall hasn't been afraid to basically grab this whole idea of canon and shake the crap out of it and yes. not necessarily throw it away but say you know what canon is fluid i think he's finally understood that about dr who that the canon that mm-hmm. canon is fluid in this program it always has been. and
1: it always has been as but, we've said as we've said previously
2: but if you look at social media and some of the bitching that's been going on about it oh my god he's doing this and he's changing this and he's upsetting that and he's and it's like it's always been that way just yeah Look at it with an open mind and ex- and enjoy it for what it is. This is somebody yep. else's interpretation. And thank God. Yeah. And I think last year, I think he was holding back because he was afraid to shake. almost it almost felt like there was a little bit of intimidation about taking on this show with a fifty-some year history and having to continue that tradition. You, you know what I mean? He's got he's mm-hmm. got all these all this history behind it and this year he's just said you know what I'm going to do my thing Mm. and I think it's much better Mm. for it well just look at what we've
1: had since, since the series has come back we've gone from Gallifrey being a perfectly normal place to there's been a time war Gallifrey's been destroyed to oh Gallifrey's back because Moffat wanted it to be back so Gallifrey's there back and it's in a pocket universe and now we've got oh Gallifrey's been destroyed again so immediately we've got a change of canon a change of canon a change of canon
2: <laughs> or a development
1: <laughs> of canon if you like in, in that way um
2: an evolution <laughs> yeah and an that 's what it is it 's an well, evolution more than more than mm. anything
1: you know a change of canon is things like introducing the war doctor, you know an entirely mm-hmm. different yeah um, incarnation of the doctor that we weren 't aware of, and even then that 's not changing the canon per se that 's just slotting something in in a way that we weren 't aware of. Mm-hmm. changing the canon would be you know turning the Daleks into
0: hippies, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did, they did the or, same. They did the same subject, with the Valiard I mean, he was much like the war doctor, sort of sidled in, if you if you will. Yeah. Sort of,
1: yeah. Effectively, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. You could you could say.
1: Well, and he was brilliant, brilliant underused character. It, yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. which leads us to mm-hmm. quite nicely, actually, the finale. So we need to we need to give a few thoughts on the finale before we give our scores for this episode and and wrap it up. Uh, because we've been going on for some considerable time and, again, <laughs> we're running the r- running the risk of me not being able to edit this before the bloody thing needs to go out. So, the next episode, right, from all the different things that we've had thrown at us this year, what do we think are we going to see in the finale? We know the episode's called The Timeless Children, so we have to assume The Timeless Child's coming back. We know The Lone Cyberman is part of that because, obviously, he's in this episode. We know The Master's in that because he's in this episode. Um, we know Gallifrey's involved because that's in this episode. In, in the trailer, there was a very brief scene where we see Gat. Mm. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that Gat is back. It could be a flashback thing, or it could be at the time when we found Gallifrey that we're back in the past, oh. and you know we're going back to a time before Gat was, well, you know, killed herself effectively. Sorry, who is Gat? Gat is the uh, woman who was with oh, the, the, the Jadun yeah. that was uh, hunting for the Doctor in fugitive. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The one yeah, who, yeah. who, the Doctor said. Don't. They shot
2: herself, the Doctor sabotaged the gun. Yeah. And she yeah, yeah. Herself shoot, up. Don't
1: shoot. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. And then she does shoot and, and kills herself as a result of it. So we know we've got that. There's a scene. There's a clip where you see Gat sat on one side of the table and two other figures sat on the other side, and one of them. Is wearing an outfit that has been remarked it does look quite remarkably like the valyards like
0: the valyard yeah
1: mm-hmm. um so identical hat I cannot imagine that they're just going to bring the valyard back, boom, like that. It would be mind-blowing if they did. how much that would make sense to the current audience. I mm. don't know unless it's introduced in a way that completely sort of reintroduces him fresh. Whereas, But still ties up, ties back to what we've had in the past. I don't know, but I, I can't see it. I think that must be a coincidence, personally. But um, we've also got Captain Jack. We've got the Ruth Doctor. Oh, what, what are we going to see in the next episode? What do we think we're going to see in the next episode from all of this lot?
2: Any of it? Well, and which companions do we think are going to stay and go? Uh, and is that even going to be resolved? in this
1: episode yeah. or is that something that's going to hold hold over till the Christmas special if that
2: mm-hmm. oh are we getting a Christmas special this year
0: yeah no one's speaking because okay. no one has a bloody clue what the hell is going to happen yeah it, it could yeah. go anywhere
4: <laughs> well I hope there's one or more doctors I hope there's one or more doctors emerging
1: I, I think having introduced the Ruth Doctor bah. people will be clamouring for it and Same. if Gat's in it then there's a reasonable chance I think that we might see the Ruth Doctor again um, I, don't, well, Ruth I don't think we're going to see more. Gat uh, uh, Jack I don't think we're going to see Jack um, and I don't think everything that we've had presented to us this year is going to be resolved. I think things are going. To, we might not see all of these elements in the final episode, and I don't think everything's going to be resolved. I think some of it's going to hold over for next year. Yeah, no,
0: I'd agree with that.
2: Because yeah, I think of, it is too. I think they're going yeah, to have a massive, yeah. hoot, a massive cliffhanger. The uh, who shot Jr. moment. Yeah.
4: Okay, because I don't
2: know. And we're going to sit there going,
4: "Fuck." I gotta wait a year? Mm -hmm. Because I don't know names or remember names. Who was the commander, the female commander? I can't remember her name. Ravio. Ravio. Ravio, okay. I have a feeling Ravio is more than what she's saying she is. Because of the looks and the comments that she made, I think you may find another doctor somewhere.
0: Here we go again. Hmm. <laughs> so, put down the bong for God's sake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, are you, are you plugging yourself into the car? Is this what's going on?
0: <laughs> plugging yourself into the fucking matrix.
4: <laughs> Excuse me while I go smoke. Okay. Oh, bye bye. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Here, no. let me give you my score. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go small a I'd bomb. I yes,
1: <laughs> segueing nicely kidding. into the scores before we do wrap up, because clearly there's, this, be. there's too much, potentially, that can happen that we're going to get any kind of resolution from this. Mm-hmm. So, what did we think of this episode? Is it something that you can score as a standalone episode or is it something that realistically has to be provisional and then finally scored when tied into next week's episode? I think you can score it
2: well I think we mm. can score it individually because yeah. we did that with the other two uh, partners yeah, with Spyfall and the, first, yeah. the yes. first half and, of Spyfall was oh, fantastic the yeah, second exactly. half was shit
0: Sorry. so <laughs> <laughs> no, I, think, I think you can score it
2: <laughs> don't hold back there and tell us what you really okay. think Okay,
1: so we'll go through it in the same order as previously, Robin, what are you scoring this one?
2: I'm going to give it an 8. Like I said, there were a couple of things that it didn't make sense to me, like not trying to destroy the other ship and stuff like that. And then um, when you're on a massive cybership and you discover all of these canisters or all these pods with all these people in it, what's the first thing you do? Continue exploring or find the weapons locker? Me? Look for the weapons locker. Find a bomb. Blow shit. Start blowing shit up. But I really I enjoyed it, and I think there's you know there's a lot of questions that it's it's setting up to be a fantastic sunday night couldn't
1: agree more uh randy what are you scoring this
3: i uh, would probably a solid 9 i really liked it and i have very high expectations for sunday i am hopefully not going to be disappointed i'm expecting multiple holy shit moments
1: <laughs> i
3: really am that's and i hope for that
1: I am expecting multiple holy shit moments Sue, what are you expecting and what are you scoring? Ten (laughs) Wow
4: Ten There was a lot of cryptic stuff in there and I love the cryptic stuff and I do think Mm -hmm. that there's things that what I said I think is going to happen I think is going to happen and (laughs) and master was in this episode so you didn't need to go any further than The Lone Cyberman (laughs) The master. And some of those ancillary actors were just, oh my goodness sakes, amazingly fantastic and, and handsome and it was a wonderful episode. So ten. And I like the Cyber Drones. I also <laughs> thought it was I also thought it was very interesting that the Cyber Drones did strafing runs and then compared to what our drones did too, so Very interesting that they
1: use that. I'm just glad it wasn't the Cyber Shades. Darren, what are you scoring this? Um,
0: I think I'd give it eight and a half. I think it's worthy of that. It was a good episode. Um, Could have done with a little bit more tidying up, perhaps. But on the whole, yeah. No, I thought it was a a good, solid, action-packed episode. The only thing it needs to get rid of is, for the love of God, will you please drop this fam shit? Oh, Mm-hmm. That drives me oh, yeah. around the twist. It's not clever, it's not cool, it's antiquated crap. It belongs five years ago. It it will date. It will date it terribly will date very yeah.
1: very quickly, mm-hmm.
0: unfortunately. Um, um yes, I'm afraid. This sort of hip kiddie speak is not the doctor. So ditch that and yeah, no but yeah, in terms of the episode. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a really good, solid episode. Mm. I I agree
1: entirely I'm I'm on the same page as everyone else I'm going to score it um, I, I, it has to be a 9.5 again there's just so much going on and again so many questions and so much tension I mean battle scenes like we've never seen in the show before space battles, ground battles action excitements handheld camera stuff going on beautiful Cybermen yeah yeah, beautiful redesign of the Cybermen, stunning CGI graphics, music, mm-hmm. acting, it's all in there uh, and intrigue. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, nine and a half again, again reiterating just how strong a series this has been and how good to be able to say that and how good to be able to say how much more the Doctor Jodie has
0: become. Yeah, yeah, oh, without a doubt.
4: Chris Mm -hmm. Chibnall, just so... In case you happen to hear this podcast... I love (laughs) season one! Season one was amazing! I just want you to know that. I like this season too, but...
2: Mm -hmm. That was your creepy stalker voice. (laughs) No, that
4: was my whispering loudly... And then of course you get...
2: (laughs) A punctuation (laughs) mark.
1: Yeah, And Chris Chibnall, if, if, if you are listening to this episode... he's not but if you're listening to this episode um, go back and listen to our in conversation with that we did the one where Sue falls asleep you'll really like that
2: one (laughs) will you
4: hire me please I won't fall asleep while I and I
0: do apologize for belching my way through the entire episode
4: (laughs) you you know what though has anybody seen any of the backstage stage? Filming of what it was like being actually watching what what the actors were going through as they were running. Those explosions were darn close to those actors. I mean, the explosions, what they were, what they were, you were seeing on camera, and those. I mean, it was unbelievable how close they got to some of the explosions. It was like, oh my God! I bet they were in singed air because some of the ones that threw up the fire was darn close to the actors it was, it was I've amazing I've not seen any of those kudos to everybody the stunt stunt actors and everything for showing the backstage footage and just saying okay this is what it looks like from behind the camera and it's like dang that was close so wow good excellent they earned their their pay
1: so there you have it listeners that was our review of Ascension of the Sidemen. I think you can agree there was a lot to talk about and we talked about a lot of it for a long time, for a very very long time (laughs) and
4: they picked on me most of it
0: (laughs) only only the bits that were batshit crazy to be fair Uh, (laughs) one third of us was picking on Sue one third of it was me belching the other third was actually interesting
1: (laughs) so we hope that somewhere within that combination listeners that you enjoyed it and that you will come back next week to hear our review of the timeless children where all five of us and hopefully possibly somebody else or maybe some other people might be with us uh, to review the season finale so until then Woo.
0: it's goodbye from me
4: and me and batshit girl i may fart
0: next week who knows <laughs> i may change things up a bit <laughs> <laughs> bye bye
3: Well, that is a great closing line
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and that
4: is how the episode will end <laughs> hold on a second it, we may fart next
1: week it is. hang on a second roll titles <laughs> <laughs> actually it's not the titles is it it's roll the, uh, the the shimmering effect to go back to me to give some yeah. pithy yeah. comment before the end titles so let's do that <laughs>
4: <laughs> shimmer, shimmer, <laughs> shimmer 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 shimmer
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, listeners. That's what we thought. Phew, blimey, we took our time, didn't we? And it's not over yet, because by the time we get to the end of the episode, there's more. Yes, wait till the uh, end theme has gone. There's more, there's more. We can't even stop when we stopped. Dear me. Anyway, please join us next week for our review of the finale The Timeless Children. Oh, my word, it's going to be good, isn't it? Anyway, see you next week. Bye!
3: Was that? I think that was Sue. <laughs> You're catching Sue in the background, I think. Uh, she's not on the call yet. Don't hold on!
0: Is she being eaten by a wild animal? <laughs> <laughs>
3: That comes okay. later if Randy's sucks in. I thought Jody sounded like a wild animal.
4: Jody, they're talking about you. Come here, listen. Okay. Wait
3: a second. <laughs> we're, we're waiting. This kind of what we're here for.
1: <laughs> to talk about Jody. Oh,
4: well, go ahead. Y'all, y'all
1: don't need me. Go ahead.
3: Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going
1: to get her out there. I'm going to get in the car. Okay. Yeah, we know. Ooh, does anybody else get a distinct... Doctor Who and the Silerians vibe about the coronavirus.
2: Um, As in, they are large lizards.
1: Not that you're aware of. You never know what's <laughs> happening in your sleep. I
2: don't know. Have you looked at the inhabitants of the White House lately?
0: <laughs> Wear their
2: human skins well.
0: You've joined us again. Hello, boobs. Wrong one. <laughs> oh, sorry. You said wrong. lot like that. <laughs> Well, doing I'm, sure you're, I'm sure your boobs are lovely too. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: if we ever meet up sometime in real time, then you'll actually find that out.
0: Any other bloke would get a slap in the muck for that. Whereas right, you seem to have got an invitation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of a prominent feature. They're hard to miss. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I was pregnant with my son, I told my husband, my God, if they get any bigger, they're going to need their own zip code. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I may fart next week. Who knows? (laughs) I may change things up a bit. (laughs) Bye-bye.
3: That is a great closing line. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that
4: is how the episode will end. <laughs> Hold on a second, it, we may fart
5: next
1: week. It is. Hang on a second. Roll titles. <laughs> Actually, it's not the titles, is it? It's roll the, uh, the the shimmering effect to go back to me to give some pithy yeah. comment before the end titles. So let's do that.
4: <laughs> shimmer, 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 shimmer. Shimmer. <laughs>
2: Well, you do have the, sound, the the fart sound effects, Miles. You could add those in any time. Yeah, uh, I've got I've got a Damn, choice of them.
4: D- <laughs> do the nice long wet one. A,
1: a wide and varied selection.
4: Yeah, long wet. That would sound good. The thing hmm. is, I, guess, spells, spells.
1: I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't really need to add them. Darren's <laughs> provided
0: far enough of his own sound effects this episode. You're, you're very you're very lucky. You didn't get any yeah, farting, actually. I had a very strong curry for tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Boy, am I glad this is in an international call, and we're not all in the same room.
0: (laughs) I think I had about nine different chilies in my curry. Oh, I do
1: do think it's brilliant, though. I mean, it it wouldn't be the same if you didn't come up with these weird and wonderful theories. And you know, who knows? (laughs) You know, you might be right about. Mm, one of them <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to get any further than one um no you you never know you just do not know, so know? it was,
4: it really did lead so much it, to the imagination which is wonderful and i think that's i think that's glorious
0: yeah yeah no, no, no.
4: with yeah that too <laughs> and um like robin said when when that he was finding his that he took canon and shook it up this season. Last season, <coughs> I think he just decided, "I'm going to walk slowly with this, and then whip the shit out of him next year."
1: And mm. I think, you know, I think more to the I point, think I think it please. was, I think last year was a deliberate, right? We're we're sort of rebooting again. I know we had the the, the reboot with Bill when she came in um, to a degree, but you know, last season was so very much staying away from the continuity, from the history side of things, you know, just the occasional mention put in up until we got to um, Resolution, when obviously we got the Daleks back, but, you know, no returning characters, no returning adversaries, um, all standalone stories. It was it was designed to sort of ease in, I think, the, the fact that it changed to a Sunday night and the Sunday night audience is potentially looked at differently as a Saturday night audience. You know, mm-hmm. it, was fol- it was following Country File, for goodness sake. So, you know, it's trying to hold maybe some of the people who might watch Country File. I mean, clearly, the uh, program that it's been up against.
5: <laughs>
0: that would have been a good sound. I'm sorry, i
2: have got. Please get that sound out there. <laughs> What'd you say, funny,
0: no. I said, I'm sorry.
2: Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not the only one that does that when I
0: have hiccups. <laughs> oh, not oh, those you know, biscuits uncle, so quickly. Not,
2: not only
4: not only was he trying to ease in, like you said, but they switched genders. And that was like the crazy, crazy-ass shit with these people that are, it's not
2: my doctor because it's not a man! So he
4: took it slow with Jodie. That's
2: the same with thing, I, that was what I was... That's what I was going to say is I think he took it very slow and soft last year simply because there was so much pushback about we cast a woman as the doctor. Oh, my God, the world is. Well, it was it was it was
1: everything changed, hasn't it? It was on a different day. We had a different showrunner, a completely different production crew, different music, different lenses. Um, Yeah, everything had changed. And so the idea, I think, was to if people are looking at it and thinking this is a very, very different show to what I was used to is to, is to, um, I think one of the nights that say Nick just appeared in the background. There. Um, yeah. Just to, just to ease people in. And I think having done that and having sort of established what the show was going to do that then it's like, right. Okay. You want, you want continuity. You want intricate plots. You want, you know, me to show you what I'm capable of. Here it is, so uh, and so he's he's, he's kind of he kind of sort of you know blindsided us a little bit with last year because we were thinking oh goodness is this what we this is what we're going to have to you know to put up with for the next next two three years or whatever until he goes so so many people were calling for Chibnall to go
5: yeah but
4: I think Um, what's wonderful is that here's this he just he just threw a woman in the works. Changed yeah, everything th- from fifty years through a woman in the works, changed it all, and then said, "Okay, and I'll be cool."
0: Most of the not my doctor, most of the not my doctor crew were going to say, "You know, this is not my doctor." Before she even appeared on screen, the moment she exactly,
5: really
0: yeah. they'd made their minds up. Yeah, but you get this with,
1: with uh, with that. You get this with the people who, uh, you know, didn't like Moffat. Um, and you know preferred RTD or the people who didn't like RTD or the people who just didn't like the way the new series was going in comparison to the classic series you know you always had the same thing there's always going to be a a group of people who aren't going to like what's currently on because they've liked something or other that's from previously Um, you know in the same way as you'll get people who've come to the show completely fresh since it's come back then gone back to the previous the you know, the old version of the show the <laughs> classic version the original version um and won't get on board with that because the pacing's different the the episodes are half the length you know what have you there's mm-hmm. the, the character mm-hmm. development isn't the same the emotional punch in the episodes tends not to be the same it's focusing on different things it's so plot driven and and what have you? then they might not get on board with that. So it's always going to be somebody who's going to be <clears throat> not happy with what's going on. Yeah, the big I mean, problem I'll, that we've got is that, is with social media being what it is that those people become suddenly more more prevalent.
0: Vocal. Yeah,
1: because yeah. they've got a voice now to be able to reach out, and and people can find them, and they can join together in a way that they couldn't do previously. You know, you might have somebody who didn't particularly like the show. <sighs> in the past, um, you might not know anybody else who didn't like the show. Whereas now, online, you know, if you don't like the show, then you can do a Google search and you can find a lot of other people who don't like the show and you can all band together and try and... Which is where the the whole Not My Doctor group has come You can all
4: band together and
2: go in unison.
4: Yeah. What I thought was really sad, and I'm serious, I I know I made made this mention, but that Sasha Dewan actually said in entertainment weekly i just hope they that the fans don't uh ban against me don't want me back because of what's going to happen in this next episode because it's going to be divisive i hope they will not turn against me and not want me back what the fuck this guy's an actor he says what he's supposed to say he doesn't bump into the furniture and he does it well and he gets us through the emotions why yeah, if the, should if this man a, be any, worried about this?
0: If there's any divisiveness, you lay that at Chibnall's door.
4: Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to worry about this poor actor saying, "I am, I am worried about this." And it's like, and man, I, because it said that it was like he was actually we'll tagged in there. I'm like, you do not have to worry about anything.
1: I think the thing is well, the, 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 thing what, the what the what Sasha's saying is that his concern is that if. The the people who are watching the show don't like what they're about to do with it, and don't like his character as a result of it. Then he won't be able to come back to that, and he wants to come back. I don't. Exactly. Think, I don't think he's worried yeah. about yeah. them not necessarily liking his his portrayal or, or liking what he does. It's the fact that if it if it's that vocal minority that that speaks up. Uh, or that turns out to be more than a minority that that could actually affect whether or not he gets further work on the show yeah. i don't i don't for a second think that will be the case i think his portrayal so far has gone down a storm oh, and so i no, think he's right. he, oh. i think he's safe as far well, as that's and, concerned and i can't and see, and see whole... anything that they're going to do that will come he's back been... to him
0: he's been the uh, best the master, master actor... since it came back
4: yeah but the mm-hmm. poor actor worrying about that it's like Holy cow, because because that's... Well, you have
2: to stop I'm and look that at it in the context. Field.
4: You just have to sit there and think, he's sitting there going, am I ever going to get a, it? Oh, God, if they get pissed, am I ever going so to get it the We're still talking, but we're
2: not recording. I, I think a big part of Sasha's worries, though, come from these small but incredibly yep. vocal groups. And they're mm-hmm. in the minority, but they have big mouths, and they never shut the fuck up. So you oh. have this very small, yeah. vocal minority that they've in, in some fandoms, they've driven actors off of social media, or driven them yes. to say I don't ever want to have anything to do with this character. And those, these are people, you and I've seen it in we've seen it in other fandoms. We've seen it in Marvel, we've seen it in, in other things. So I understand that he would have that valid concern. And, you know, it may not... We don't feel that way because all of us are have we have this one thing it's called being an adult and we and having a brain you know, and have and having a brain where we take this as yes, this is a t- this is a television show, it's escapism, it's entertainment, but we don't define our lives by that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And there are some people but there are some people out there that they they define their lives in their fandoms and anything that tw- Weeks against what they want it to be they fucking freak out
0: yeah yes i found I, mean, that... I, I wasn't yeah sorry say
2: go on uh, i found that with the star trek fandom
4: that yeah i have never seen anything so i'm okay i was a star trek I fan and I am i won't
0: have any i won't I'm... have anything to do with star trek fandom
4: they are weird i well okay so went to several of the star trek conventions and actually had an actor stand there, he's now passed away, stand there and say, guys, I was not, I was not a Star Trek fan when I took the job. So what I, the only thing that I know is my script. That's all I know. So if you could keep the questions to the Rathacon, um, and the one after that would be, that would be wonderful. They were asking him all kinds of questions. And he was, he was looking around like, what the hell? And I said, it's in the book. And they were asking him questions that were absolutely Star Trek fan way back mm. and in the book. And this poor guy didn't know what to do to the point where it got crazy. It was, it was yeah. loony. They and that's when these, I realized they're not. These are
0: just people doing their job. Yeah. yeah. They don't have to have a vested interest in the series. No. It's a, pay, it's a paycheck. It's yeah. a paid
4: gig. Here's your script. Do this. Hey, it's a great job. Excellent. I get to do some cons and get some extra money. What the hell? I got nailed by a fan at that really? convention because, yeah, oh, I got nailed by a fan. I was standing in line. He you was signing up. No, not that way. I uh, got nailed uh, in the back like the guy, like the girl. Shut no, you
3: got
4: <laughs> okay, nailed, nailed as in not screwed. I got hit in the back as hard as she could hit me and thrown into the middle of the floor. Because I'd I was turned too around
2: much. And... I'd have you turned get... around and punched did. that bitch and I'd grabbed that bitch by her hair and slung her across the hall. I'll We'd both we... one of us would have gone to jail and one of us would have gone to the hospital.
4: Well he hit she hit me hard enough and I went down. He had my book and he stood up and stared at her. And she was she said, She's taking too long. Oh, I, I would have fucking killed her. Took the book and said thank you very much to to the to Merrick and he said yeah no problem. And he stood up the whole time until I got away. and then I don't know if she was escorted out or not, but I'll tell you this much it it was that was the scariest thing I'd ever seen and I thought, I'm not
0: going to another one of these again so this, is, this is something that really I find really interesting uh, and it's, it's an old observation I know, but um, the first time I went to download festival. Uh, heavy Metal Festival in the UK. It wasn't long after I'd been stabbed. What? Only about six. What? Th- what the
2: fuck? You were stabbed?
0: Yeah, didn't you know that bit?
2: No, we haven't heard that story. Stabbed?
0: Ah, okay. Um, well, I was stabbed. Uh, I, I, it was 1999. Uh, 1 a.m. I was taking the recycling out. And this guy was breaking into cars. He thought I saw him, which I actually didn't. And as we passed in the alleyway, he stuck a knife at me twice.
2: Oh
0: shit! I had pretty bad PTSD after that. Yeah, I guess. But come two thousand and three, I went to Download Festival, and I was really, really petrified of going into big crowds uh, especially uh, the sort of heavy metal crowds because you know what heavy metal guys are like you know there's big tattooed I mean yeah, I yeah. stuff, big tattooed fucking bald heads and piercings and all that shit and I was, I was walking through the field to go and see a concert and I dropped my wallet and this big fucker behind me tapped me on the shoulder and said excuse me mate dropped your wallet and he was more tattooed than I am, which is quite an impressive feat. And I just thought, what am I scared of? These people are so lovely. And, and I remember an incident from my past. Uh, I, I must have been about eleven years old, and there were there was a group of uh, we, we were tr- we were waiting to catch the train, me and my mum and dad, and there was a group of really heavy looking punk rockers and sort of skinheads and mohawks and god knows what the leather jackets the whole works and we were getting some chips before we got on the train and they very politely said to us excuse me would you like to go in front of us so you can catch your train and that was that that day when i was about 11 years old was the day i learned not to judge people on what they look like
4: oh yeah Uh, yeah
0: no joke and but they're some of the nice people. You, you, you don't get that assholery amongst people like that uh, and amongst the metal community and things like that. And yet you look at Doctor Who fans and they're absolute bastards to each other.
4: Yeah. That's the scary thing. I don't understand why that has to be that way. It's just, and I don't, it, it's like stand in line too long, you get yelled at. You stand in line too long, you get nailed and, and pushed down. Yeah. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. It just does Come on, hurry up. You've been in to... And especially here. I don't know about over there. Because it you guys to tend to be this... quite lovely all the time. Seriously, except for the guy that stabbed you. Y'all tend to be very, very lovely to each other. And very mellow and very laid back. Americans are not like that.
0: Oh, we're not. We're to each other.
4: Really? Yeah. See, and I, I have this total idea of, of, of Brits being very... <laughs> Very um, loving and kind to each other because you know very laid back because of TV because of what I see it's all very you know
0: no we're not, we're ourselves to each other as well it's, I mean I, 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 a, big
2: part, I, a big part of it though is Americans have a very strong sense of entitlement we we have this mental this mental we're number one we're the best yada yada and this nationalistic pride and we just and we carry that everywhere we go. <laughs>
0: Really? I had not <laughs> noticed.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and, you, and It's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. You go travel somewhere. When my husband, when I, my husband was, and I were traveling, wherever we went, we tried to fit in. Oh. I mean, our accents obviously gave us away, but we would eat local food. We dressed like the locals. We we e- explored and talked. You know, and and. When we were in Scotland, we went instead of going and looking, you know, for fast food places to eat and stuff like that, it's like what's you know, we'd ask we'd ask where's a good where would you go out to dinner if you were gonna go eat out tonight? Where's the where where's a good pub to go? And places like that. And we'd go hang out with local pubs and hang out with people and you know, we found out real fast you buy somebody a beer and everybody wants to be your friend. And yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Fast, you know we had a blast, but you see, you hear stories of Americans who go traveling and then they bitch because I don't understand why all these ta- none of these Italians speak English or there's too many people speaking Spanish in Mexico. And I'm like, Mexico is too full of Mexicans. Well, duh. What? You know what did you think? I can't eat this yeah. food. It's not Taco Bell.
1: If you'd like to get involved with Doctor Who's Line in any way there's many different ways that you can do so. Obviously, we're always looking for cast members. So if you just fancy having a go, having a go at a bit of improv, the more people we can get involved, the better the chance of actually recording something and therefore producing new episodes for you to listen to. Uh, So you can reach us through Twitter, through Facebook, any one of us you can speak to, myself, Kat, Sookie, Robin, Sue, any one of us, just let, let us know that you're interested and we'll get you in, on board and you can have a go. You can also, if you like, try your hand a bit of editing. My new job is taking up a lot of my time and therefore I'm not getting much of an opportunity to do much editing and I can't do much at the moment anyway because all the files are in the ether. But if we produce new stuff it would be nice if somebody else would like to have a go at that. So you can do that. Obviously, if you fancy producing sound effects, music, ideas for plots ideas for uh, characters anything like that we'd be more than grateful to receive them and we'll instigate anything that we can for you and of course it always helps to uh, boost our, our ratings boost our public profile if we can get likes and comments on things like itunes so if you've listened to the podcast and you like what you hear Just stick a few stars on it for us. Just write a little review. It would be very much appreciated. And if it gets us out there, uh, more people hear us, more people might be interested in joining in, we might get more cast as a result of that. Keeps the podcast going. So any assistance you can give us in that direction would be very much appreciated. And as mentioned previously, we will be back in a couple of weeks with our next episode. So until then, cheerio.
2: From all of us here on BBC One... A very
5: good night. Good night.